the four minute men of chicago by the history committee of the four minute men of chicago this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org now that this work has come to its conclusion and the name of the four minute men has become a part of the history of the great war i would not willingly omit my heartfelt testimony to its great value to the country and indeed to civilization as a whole during our period of national trial and triumph from president wilson's farewell letter to the four minute men of america the four minute men the four minute men were a nationwide organization of public speakers under government control during the period of america's participation in the world war although the idea and early plans for the four minute men originated in chicago in the early part of april nineteen seventeen the work officially became a division of the committee on public information on june sixteenth nineteen seventeen when the national headquarters were removed to washington the national organization and all its branches ended official existence on december twenty fourth nineteen eighteen between these dates the four minute men of america numbering about seventy five thousand speakers throughout thirty seven speaking campaigns delivered over seven hundred and fifty thousand speeches to audiences totaling three hundred fifteen million persons the speeches were delivered almost exclusively in the motion picture theaters of the country during four minute intermissions the work was organized in seven thousand four hundred forty eight cities and towns including every state in the union the part of the work done by the four minute men of chicago is the subject and scope of the following pages the four minute men of chicago to chicago belongs the honor of originating the plan for the nationwide organization of public speakers known as the four minute men to chicago also fell the task of working out many of the details of local organization which afterwards became a part of the standard plan for other centers throughout the country this history of the chicago branch of the four minute men is written in part as a souvenir for those who were privileged to take part in the work and in part as a permanent record of a typical unit of a great national organization that attained for itself a place in the history of the united states and its part in the great war one early days the first period of the history of the four minute men extends from the inception of the idea in chicago until the establishment of national headquarters in washington to donald ryerson of chicago belongs the undisputed title of originator of the four minute men he was the first to see the tremendous possibilities of a national organization of public speakers for patriotic service the first to make an experimental four-minute speech in a motion picture theater and the first to assume the burden of establishing such an organization as an instrument of the government for wartime service although the formal declaration of a state of war with germany was not made until april sixth nineteen seventeen when congress met in extraordinary session it was an almost universally accepted opinion for some time prior to that date that war was inevitable diplomatic relations with germany had been severed on february third and the situation was hourly growing more tense during this state of the public mind 
the urgent need for more adequate military preparedness was the one uppermost subject of thought and conversation the latter part of march with war coming as a moral certainty found every patriotic citizen eager to see his personal line of duty and his opportunity for service to the country the chamberlain bill for universal military training which had been left pending when congress adjourned on march fourth was then in high favor and seemed at that time to represent the best judgment of the nation the imperative need of arousing the public to an appreciation of the tremendous problems involved in preparing for war was evident a group of chicago men at the saddle and cycle club were engaged in an informal after-dinner discussion of the war prospect and the chamberlain bill when the importance of developing public sentiment in favor of the chamberlain bill became the topic this discussion brought out the idea of making brief speeches to this effect before picture audiences one of the men was donald m ryerson to whom the idea appealed with special force another was senator medill mccormick who strongly endorsed the idea and did much to strengthen ryerson's determination to make it his work to bring the plan into reality another with whom the idea was discussed that evening was william mccormick blair who promised his support and who afterwards succeeded mr ryerson as national director of the organization another was arthur g cable later decorated for service overseas who gave mr ryerson his immediate and practical assistance in getting the work started the first form the idea took was that of constituting a patriotic committee to send speakers to motion picture theaters to urge upon the public an appreciation of the importance of military preparedness as then provided in the chamberlain bill for universal military training when it was found that four minutes was the limit of available time for speaking during the intermission in most motion picture theaters the name four minute men was adopted carrying with it also a reminder of the patriotic spirit of the minute men of the revolutionary war mr ryerson's first move was to seek the advice and endorsement of representative citizens when he was assured by all with whom he consulted that the idea was sound he made arrangements with the strand theatre of chicago for permission to make a trial four-minute speech this was done on the evening of march thirty first nineteen seventeen on april second mr ryerson invited a group of men to meet for luncheon at the university club where he outlined the need and opportunity for patriotic service and the idea of the four-minute men the meeting ended with a plan of organization agreed upon with the following officers donald m ryerson president stephen gardner treasurer george r jones secretary keith j evans assistant secretary a call for volunteer speakers was issued and some of those present were enrolled for the work a temporary office was established at the university club luncheon meetings were held almost daily and a committee was appointed to arrange a schedule of four-minute talks at motion picture theaters after a number of speeches had been made by the four-minute men on behalf of the chamberlain bill and after war had been declared it became evident that the chamberlain bill which did not meet the wartime emergency was to be dropped and another bill put forward known as the universal selective service and afterwards popularly known as the draft 
this made it necessary to change the plan of the four minute men the nation was now at war the leadership of the president under the wartime powers granted by the constitution was indisputable and the need of acting only with the approval of the government became a matter of course it was plain that all further talk on the chamberlain bill would be out of order and until congress had enacted a law or the president had outlined a policy for civilian activity it could not be known whether the four-minute men were helping or hindering the plans of the government a meeting of the four-minute men was called on april ninth and the situation laid before them it was the sense of the meeting that mr ryerson should go to washington and lay before the government his plan for a nationwide organization of public speakers under some form of government control accordingly mr ryerson went immediately to washington to see what could be done on april fourteenth president wilson had created the committee on public information and it at once became apparent that if the four-minute men were to obtain a standing as an agency of the government it must be as a division of this committee mr ryerson interviewed george creel the newly appointed chairman of the committee on public information who in turn secured for the plan the approval of the president and on april twenty mr ryerson telegraphed to his associates in chicago that he had written arrangements with mr creel which placed the four-minute men on an official basis as a division of the committee on public information the control of the organization at first remained vested in the original committee in chicago the first subject universal selective service together with typical arguments to be advanced by speakers were approved in washington by mr creel before being released to the speakers it was soon found however that the national headquarters for the work must be established in washington this was done on june sixteenth at that time mr ryerson who had previously received a commission in the navy and who had secured a two months leave in order to establish the work of the four minute men relinquished control of the organization william mccormick blair of chicago was then appointed national director of four minute men and took up his residence in washington the responsibilities of national leadership although still vested in chicago men thus passed to washington and chicago thereafter took its rank as one of the local units of the national organization the subsequent history of the four minute men of chicago is that of a unit acting under the general direction of the national headquarters at washington as a division of the committee on public information two the period of service the second period in the history of the four minute men of chicago dates from the reorganization on june sixteenth nineteen seventeen to the conclusion of the work on december twenty fourth nineteen eighteen the chicago members were organized into a local unit and george r jones was appointed chicago chairman by the national director in him was vested all authority and responsibility so far as relations with the national organization were concerned this was in accordance with the standard plan of the national organization each local chairman receiving an official appointment which carried with it the complete authority necessary to the conduct of the work the plan of local organization worked out in chicago included much that was afterwards adopted by the national organization as the standard plan for all local chairmen to follow 
and also many features that remained peculiar to chicago the authority vested in the chicago chairman was delegated by him to committees covering every branch of the work and the chairmen of all committees together constituted the chicago governing committee all matters of policy affecting the work were discussed and voted upon by the committee although the power to veto necessarily remained with the chairman in order to fulfill his personal responsibilities to the government this plan gave at once the advantage of centralized and unquestioned authority and the wisdom and interest of a large board one of the necessities of the work was that each local unit should be financed by local contributions preferably from a few patriotic persons able to give generously rather than by appeal to the public in view of this plan it was a matter of great service to the four minute men of chicago that samuel insull afterwards chairman of the illinois state council of defense gave the use of offices and equipment in the edison building and later secured for the work the support of the state council of defense the monday luncheon meetings which began with the inception of the work in chicago continued throughout the entire period to be the center and inspiration for four-minute men and was largely adopted in other local organizations throughout the country these luncheon meetings were held at first at the grand pacific hotel but later and for the remainder of the period at the morrison hotel the program usually consisted of one or more addresses by speakers of note always on some topic of interest in connection with the war open meetings were also held upon occasion giving any member an opportunity to raise any topic and also giving all an opportunity to hear representative four-minute speeches then being delivered by some of their fellow speakers the various committees met as occasion demanded and called for a great amount of hard work and patriotic sacrifice of time these committees were chicago governing committee composed of the chairmen of all other committees advised on all matters of policy admissions committee passed on the qualifications of applicants for membership assignment committee arranged the schedule for speakers and theaters speaking committee visited theaters and reported on the work of individual speakers speakers conference committee assisted individual speakers in perfecting their work theater committee arranged for the cooperation of the theaters program committee arranged the programs for the monday luncheons and other meetings publicity committee represented the organization in its relations with the press liberty loan theater committee arranged for speaking in regular theaters during the liberty loan drives committee representing regular theaters advisory committee representing motion picture industry advisory public school committee arranged for speaking at public schools public parks committee arranged for speaking in parks during the summer amusement parks committee arranged for speaking in amusement parks during the summer church section arranged with ministers to use the official bulletins for patriotic talks to their congregations convention section arranged for speaking at various conventions being held in chicago fraternal section arranged for speaking in various secret societies and fraternal meetings labor union section arranged for speaking at labor union meetings wabash avenue section 
arranged for speaking by colored men to colored audiences for the first year after the work began in chicago george r jones was chicago chairman and also state director for illinois but the work of organizing the four hundred thirty five towns in the state so often required his absence from the city and made such demands on his time that mr jones finally relinquished the active supervision of the chicago branch although continuing to serve as a member of the governing committee he was succeeded by ernest palmer who was appointed chicago chairman on march twenty five nineteen eighteen throughout the remainder of the war period mr palmer was the conspicuous and dominant figure of the organization and the work in chicago owed much of its spirit and success to his exceptional ability and unfailing geniality the topics for speaking were governed by bulletins sent out from national headquarters fixing the period of their use and providing a budget of facts and typical arguments to assist speakers in preparing their speeches thirty-seven of these bulletins were issued each usually representing a new subject although some subjects required two or more bulletins these bulletins were issued in the following order and were used during the period named universal service by selective draft may twelve to twenty one nineteen seventeen first liberty loan may twenty two to june fifteen red cross june eighteen to twenty five food conservation july one to fourteen why we are fighting july twenty third to august five the nation in arms august six to twenty six the importance of speed august nineteen to twenty six what our enemy really is august twenty seven to september twenty three unmasking german propaganda august twenty seven to september twenty three onward to victory september twenty four to october twenty seven second liberty loan october eight to twenty eight food pledge october twenty nine to november four maintaining morals and morale november twelve to twenty five carrying the message november twenty six to december twenty two war savings stamps january two to nineteen nineteen eighteen the shipbuilder january twenty eight to february nine eyes for the navy february eleven to sixteen the danger to democracy february eighteen to march ten lincoln's gettysburg address february twelve the income tax march eleven to sixteen farm and garden march twenty five to thirty president wilson's letter to theaters march thirty one to april five third liberty loan april six to may four second red cross campaign may thirteen to twenty five danger to america may twenty seven to june twelve second war savings campaign june twenty four to twenty eight the meaning of america june twenty nine to july twenty seven mobilizing america's manpower july twenty nine to august seventeen where did you get your facts august twenty six to september seven register september five to twelve fourth liberty loan september twenty eight to october nineteen fire prevention october twenty seven to november two united war work campaign november three to eighteen red cross home service december seven what we have won 
december eight to fourteen red cross christmas roll call december five to twenty three a tribute to the allies december twenty four nineteen eighteen a number of special events of more than ordinary interest to the four-minute men were held during the lifetime of the organization of these may be mentioned friday november nine nineteen seventeen get-together dinner field day and entertainment at the edgewater golf club december twenty fourth nineteen seventeen monday luncheon in the ballroom of the morrison hotel guest of honor captain paul perigord special representative of the french government february five nineteen eighteen get-together dinner at the stevens building cafe guest of honor donald m ryerson founder of the four minute men may six nineteen eighteen get-together dinner at the midday club may twenty nine nineteen eighteen luncheon in honor of one hundred three french blue devils in the ballroom of the morrison hotel which was supplemented by an automobile drive through the city and a reception to the public at the auditorium in the evening under the auspices of the four minute men november eleventh nineteen eighteen armistice celebration luncheon at the morrison hotel guest of honor hon william howard taft songs for the occasion by the liberty chorus november twenty two nineteen eighteen victory dinner in the ballroom of the hotel la salle a festival occasion designed to mark the official close of the work although speaking assignments continued until december twenty four guest of honor william h ingersoll national director of the four minute men december sixteenth nineteen nineteen final monday luncheon farewell address by samuel insall chairman of the state council of defense permanent organization a resolution was passed at the victory dinner at hotel la salle november twenty two nineteen eighteen providing for a permanent organization of the four minute men of chicago as an honorary body to perpetuate the friendships formed during the period of service the incumbent officers were chosen to continue the organization to which were specially added the names of donald m ryerson william mccormick blair and george r jones the chicago governing committee with ernest palmer chairman accepted their further responsibilities under the resolution and elected to their number those who in the past had served as members of this committee it was the sentiment of the members present at the victory dinner that an annual reunion dinner should be provided for the matter being left in the hands of the governing committee facts and figures four minute men of chicago number of speakers enrolled four hundred fifty one workers who served on governing committee forty eight total workers on committees one hundred twenty theaters cooperating three hundred fourteen members who served in army or navy fifty killed in action three speakers in the fraternal section three hundred fifty speakers in the labor section seventy speakers in the church section four hundred ninety reserve speakers forty four number of speaking campaigns thirty seven number of speeches made in chicago fifty thousand total of audiences reached estimated twenty five million monday luncheon meetings held eighty four standing committees twenty 
President Wilson's Letters to the Four-Minute Men 1. The White House, Washington, November 9, 1917 To the 15,000 Four-Minute Men of the United States May I not express my very real interest in the vigorous and intelligent work your organization is doing in connection with the Committee on Public Information? It is surely a matter worthy of sincere appreciation that a body of thoughtful citizens, with the hearty cooperation of the managers of moving picture theaters, are engaged in the presentation and discussion of the purposes and measures of these critical days. Men and nations are at their worst, or at their best, in any great struggle. The spoken word may light the fires of passion and unreason, or it may inspire to highest action and noblest sacrifice a nation of free men. Upon you four-minute men, who are charged with a special duty and enjoy a special privilege in the command of your audiences, will rest in a considerable degree the task of arousing and informing the great body of our people, so that when the record of these days is complete, we shall read page for page with the deeds of army and navy, the story of the unity, the spirit of sacrifice, the unceasing labors, the high courage of the men and women at home who hold unbroken the inner lines. My best wishes and continuing interest are with you in your work as part of the Reserve Officer Corps in a nation thrice armed, because through your efforts it knows better the justice of its cause and the value of what it defends. Cordially and sincerely yours, Woodrow Wilson. 2. The White House, Washington, November 20, 1918. To all the four-minute men of the Committee on Public Information, I have read with real interest the report of your activities, and I wish to express my sincere appreciation of the value to the government of your effective and inspiring efforts. It is a remarkable record of patriotic accomplishment that an organization of 75,000 speakers should have carried on so extensive a work at a cost to the government of little more than $100,000 for the 18-month period less than one dollar yearly on an individual basis. Each member of your organization, in receiving honorable discharge from the service, may justly feel a glow of proper pride in the part that he has played in holding fast the inner lines. May I say that I, personally, have always taken the deepest and most sympathetic interest in your work, and have noted from time to time the excellent results you have procured for the various departments of the government. Now that this work has come to its conclusion, and the name of the four-minute men, which I venture to hope will not be used henceforth by any similar organization, has become a part of the history of the Great War, I would not willingly omit my heartfelt testimony to its great value to the country, and indeed to civilization as a whole, during our period of national trial and triumph. I shall always keep in memory the patriotic cooperation and assistance accorded me throughout this period, and shall remain deeply and sincerely grateful to all who, like yourselves, have aided so nobly in the achievement of our aims. Cordially and sincerely yours, Woodrow Wilson. The Part of the Four-Minute Man I am a four-minute man. I am the mouthpiece of democracy. I make men think. I wield the most potent power of human endeavor, the spoken word. The blind do not read, the ignorant cannot read, 
the dullard will not read but all men must hearken to my message my appeal is universal elemental primitive i was a roving shepherd i came back to my tribe and told of a far country green with pastures my message reached abraham he led his tribe forth and founded a great people israel again i was a nomad slave i returned to my people groaning under the fetters of pharaoh and told of a beautiful land beyond the desert my tidings came to the ears of moses and he led his chosen people to the promised land again i was a wandering monk to the high and low i brought the tale of the holy land suffering under moslem oppression my appeal inspired the great crusade again i was a wayfaring mariner spreading strange rumors of unknown lands beyond the seas columbus heard my message set sail and discovered a new world thus it is that the destinies of humanity have been swayed and directed by the spoken word today my appeal is more compelling more potent more universal than ever i am a stoker for the great melting pot in four minutes i breathe the flame of true american patriotism to people of all kinds and creeds i am a soldier i fight german propaganda intrigue falsehoods treachery i am a teacher i set forth in two hundred forty seconds lessons in loyalty duty thrift conservation cooperation i am a herald i sound the clarion call for men to serve their country i summon up help for the y m c a and the red cross i am a salesman i sell liberty bonds and thrift stamps i am a preacher using the text that all men are equal i invoke loyalty patriotism devotion i am a doctor i give four-minute treatments for disloyalty on americanism selfishness laziness i eradicate apathy and listlessness and instill pep and enthusiasm i am a lawyer before a jury of all races and creeds i indict old-world standards of caste class distinction privileges and false pride i am an efficiency engineer i plead for the elimination of waste and carelessness and the practice of economy and conservation i am an optimist i have faith in the triumph of truth and right over might and brute force i am a prophet i predict the doom of despotism and autocracy and the triumph of liberty and democracy i am a lover i love the stars and stripes i love to think that this nation under god is having a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people and for the people shall not perish from the earth i am the mouthpiece of democracy i make men think i am a four-minute man Note, this composition was awarded a prize offered by the state chairman for illinois for the best manuscript on the part of the four-minute man in the war the author is fred a worth one of the four-minute men of chicago end of the four-minute men of chicago by the history committee of the four-minute men of chicago